WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. And knowledgeable Boston sports talker dropping in hotter than a tropical climate. Breaking news, he supplies it, and you want the truth? Scoops Keith will find it. He's talking about all the sports, and he's also a hashtag dork. And a father of two sweet daughters, the leader of your squad for you evening marauders and night commuters. Tune in and sit tight. Six to ten, more like six to midnight. Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew. Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox, too. Doing this since the Rich Keith Project. Now we've got podcasts and Twitch stream content. KWFE on WEEI. It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy. All right, welcome into the Rich Keefe Show here on this fine Wednesday evening. Uh, as always on Wednesdays, Nick Fitzy Stevens is alongside. Fitzy, how are you, sir? Rich, I wonder if ah. some people think in their Boston sports fan estimation, does the 8 to 9 o'clock hour on this show, since we are four hours full tank, 6 to 10. That's right. Uh, that would make the 8 to 9 hour our third quarter. Is that where we fall apart and then try to pick it back up again in the 9 o'clock hour, just like the Celtics? Yeah, I've heard that is the case with us. We've gotten some feedback on that. Be like, man, you guys really built up quite a lead there that first two hours. You guys got to crush the first half of the show, and then you just disappear in the third. Yeah. Nail in the third. But then, yeah, 9 o'clock, especially we got grab bag at 9.20. So usually you can't miss in that fourth quarter, but... Mm. Yeah, let's start Celtics because we usually do Patriots, and we're going to get to plenty of Patriots and some of the different coaching news. Uh, one of the two remaining head coach vacancies was filled today. Does Bill Belichick have a crack at that last one? And what's going on with the offensive coordinator situation? We'll get to all that. But the Celtics last night were, as Mike Gorman, you just heard there on the, uh, the NBC call from last night, 81 first-half points, and then you're in a dogfight at the end? It just seems like this team, and I know they have an amazing record. They're still, in my eyes, the the favorite. However, they let teams, I know the NBA does this. Like, the NBA, they're, oh, you're, you're up 20, now you're up six. Like, I understand that that happens. But for a team that is supposed to be the best in the league, it happens all the time where these big leads disappear, and then they got to fight and claw to come out on top. What the hell do you think is going on with them, specifically in the third quarter in most of these games? I had suggested, and I was being kind of glib and sarcastic at the time, but now I think I mean it, that maybe Joe Missoula should, in games where the Celtics have a small to sizable lead at the half, Mm -hmm. should cede the floor, if you will, for whatever sort of second half or motivational speech need be made to one of his assistants. Because whatever he's saying, whatever message he's conveying, whatever... These whatever this uh this mix of veterans and youngsters is gleaning from him, it ain't working. No. There is no way. Oh, I, oh my God, it's six oh five, and you guys are complaining about this. <laughs> the team with the best record in the NBA. Yeah, well, look, folks, the best record. We actually true. here yep. they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the funny thing. This is going to 
come back around to bite them in the ass if they don't get this fixed mm-hmm. by the time it comes playoffs because Bucks sure can score a lot of points. You saw the Pacers race back into this one. At oh, one Pacers point, can score points. That oh with the God. best of them can they score. They're gonna they're gonna win and lose so many games. Yeah. 147 to 143 That's the rest awesome. of the way and into the postseason, especially since they got Pascal Siakam. But mm. I had a friend text me at the half and say the Celtics got 81 in the first half. This is going to be a blowout. And mm. then the Pacers end up taking the lead in this game. You're going to go up against Denver, hopefully, in the finals or another team of that ilk. Yeah, yeah. You're going to play the Bucks. You're going to play the Sixers. You're going to play the Pacers again. You had the, Rich, at the end of the broadcast last night, you on the national broadcast on TNT, you had the announcers, opi- uh, Ke- Kevin, uh, whatever his name is, and then uh, Kevin McHale. Yep. Uh, well, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so uh, Kevin Harlan. Were, Kevin Harlan. Harlan. Thank yeah, yeah. you. I had I had Burkhardt on the brain because I've been Burkhardt? thinking about yep. the Greg Olson Tom Brady thing. Yep. Um, so uh, they were talking about like they would sign up right. It was Reggie Miller and Kevin Harlan. They were talking about how they would sign up for a seven game series between these two teams now because of how tightly how tight it's been. Celtics only. By the way, audience, the Celtics won the season series. Three games to two. This is the team yeah. that bumped them from the in-season tournament. I know. That is true. Those guys, they got them. They, they got them there. They're fun to watch. Halliburton was back. Uh, big game for Aaron Neesmith and a revenge game for Aaron Neesmith. But, yeah, you look at the last three games for the Celtics. They get blown out by the Clippers where they couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. Then they had to come back against the Pelicans where they also started the game really right where they left off from that Clipper game where they couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. And then they, they, they had a better second half and they clawed to a six-point win. And then you have this Pacers game where they're up huge and like everything is going their way, and then they get outscored in the third quarter by 12 points, and they end up having to fight and, and claw their way for a, a five-point win. So, yes, this is a team that's on pace for 63 wins, and they seem like they are the, the team to beat, but there are certain nights where they just don't have it from three. And not to like oversimplify things, but if they're not hitting their three, it seems like, ah, you know, we'll get them next time. And so I guess the big question would be, in a seven-game series, do you yeah. think they're capable of having four stinkers? Or I guess what it would be like two stinkers and then maybe two hard-fought close losses, something along those lines? Or are you confident enough that, yeah, maybe they have one of these kind of no-show quarters, they lose a game, but that's sort of the beauty. This, is, this isn't the NCAA tournament. Like, somebody's going to have to beat the Celtics four times in a series which even still, even with some of the criticisms I have, I don't think anybody, at least in the East, is going to beat them four times in a, in a series. I think somebody is going to beat them once or twice, and mm-hmm. I think the Celtics are capable of slipping, on, uh, slipping up once. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, I can't see the Celtics getting just boat raced once or twice or getting, you know, they get, they get uh, run up on in one game, they get clipped in another, and then the Celtics have two third quarter fallouts like they did last night except they aren't they aren't able to come back. Yeah. Like they they Rich, when they're firing on all cylinders and so you don't have Al Horford last night because the he doesn't play the back end of the back to back. You did have Porzingis come back as well. Uh the other guy, uh Kata, I'm I'm a kind of good. I I'm, yeah. I think I'm kind of becoming a like a the discount time lord is actually kind of fun. I'll take him. Yeah. No, I'll, he's I'll been take decent. I'll take him yep. in a heartbeat. Yeah, man. Um uh, but like, you know, uh, I just, I just, I guess some some would accuse us of nitpicking, saying this third quarter, this little peccadillo, the issue they have in the third quarter of not being able to like 
open a lead and play a constant and continuous good game yeah. is us just like, you know, my old man used to say, picking pepper out of fly blank. Uh, <laughs> Classic <laughs> line. That <laughs> was, was one of his favorites along with, yeah. uh, hey, what do you think of this, Nico? That's oh, okay. He's like, well, it's better than a sharp stick in the eye, right? All right, Dad, thanks. <laughs> yes, it is. If that's the Most choice, things are that's what, this is a would you rather Wednesday, then yes, I would, I would yep. take whatever and then, And funny, too, the advice he used to give me every New Year's Eve is like, Nico, you know the speech, but I have to say it. Don't go anywhere you shouldn't go. Don't do anything you shouldn't do. And above all, don't be an a-hole. I was like, Dad, with the words like that. For another year of success on the way. <laughs> anyway, so I say that to the Celtics. Don't I go agree. anywhere you shouldn't go. Don't do anything you shouldn't do. And above all, play a decent third quarter, would but you? But they've had unbelievable, uh, uh, unbelievable is a little strong. They've had great regular seasons in the recent past, and we've had a nitpick, and then ultimately something caught them and bit them in the playoffs. So I think like in game four yeah. when they should have beaten the Golden State Warriors yeah. and had a three one series lead when they panicked in the third quarter and went all hero ball and decided to foist nothing but threes in the fourth quarter and Steph Curry uh racked it up on him. And so that that part still scares me. You know, against a good team, you know, if you if you kind of let them back into it, then you might not be able to then flip the switch back on. Like you can do that against a lot of teams. Even a team like Indiana, who I think is good. They're gonna be like kind of a frisky fun playoff team they're gonna score a lot of points they're gonna give up though maybe even more points so i don't look at them as like a threat like they're a fun team they're a fun eastern conference playoff team but they're not a title contender by any means uh in the post game joe mazula was asked uh about the win and how he would uh categorize it joe all these aren't going to be pretty um but is tonight pretty to you in terms of grinding out a win two block shots the Derek white on Neesmith's three, and then Jason, I think, on Turner. Yeah, and, and the baseline out of bounds. Yeah, like yeah. that has to be, for you, aesthetically pleasing in terms of it's not splashing threes, it's not scoring. Shot 47%. Yeah, no, but I'm saying it's not running out. <laughs> I know, I know. It's not running the team out of the gym. <laughs> no, like, I, like you said, like uh, it's just uh, the mindset of the game. And so uh, you saw a significant difference in our fourth quarter, 21-point fourth quarter. And you, you know you have to be able to win games with your defense. I, like it's it's a tough balance for us because we always try to talk about the games connected. You can't have one without the other. But there's moments where they both have to be elite. And so I thought uh, we had really good defense down the stretch. Made some winning plays. And uh, like you know that's it. He is so quick to point out the numbers. I mean, he must as soon as he walks off. And I know a lot of coaches do this. A lot of coaches in the post game will look at the box score and probably just to sort of refresh their memory or like make sure like what they saw on the court kind of is true. But in most of his answers, like if you listen to his post game, like he is so quick to have a stat, like to answer whatever yep. it is, and it's like, I don't know. I mean, they, they have the best record. He's going to be coaching the All Star game once again, but they're still. I think it's going to get an extension after the All Star yeah, game. Probably, this year? yeah, probably. Just keep, you know, lock this guy up for forever. But uh, yeah, I mean, the just so over reliant on knocking down threes. But we'll see. Like I. I just keep going back to, will that bite them in a seven-game series? It clearly would in a one-off. If this was the NCAA tournament and they were the one seed, you could see them losing in the second round because they just couldn't make a shot that game. But they have more talent than, I think, every other team in the league. right? Like If Porzingis is healthy and playing the way that he's played this year, yep, they're better than everybody. The Bucks are good. Denver's really good. Minnesota and Oklahoma City are, are kind of ahead of schedule. But it is this and should be the Celtics. Uh, but there are those nights, like against the Clippers on Saturday, where they're like, "Up, oh, we just we don't have it. We can't we can't hit threes. We don't have it." Or the what they've done a lot, and they've still kind of covered it up to get to a thirty-seven and eleven record. But 
let's have a 25-point lead. Now all of a sudden it's down to eight. I'm like, well, what, what the hell happened there? But so, this has been happening for, you know, the crazy sure. thing is we blame a lot of this on Missoula. Uh, and I guess that's just recency bias and or he's got the kind of character where it's easy to sort of like with his foibles and ticks, it's easy to sort of bring these on him or attack him. But mm-hmm. this is something that is indicative, Rich, of uh, the the effort of the Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum Celtics like they take breaks. It's almost like the it's like it's like they have scheduled maintenance in game where they sort of like relax, throttle back. There needs to be killer instinct the entire I mean. He, we've been asking for this for years. Who's going to be the closer? It can't just be Tatum taking a 30-foot three when the game is tied before overtime. you got to make sure you play all four quarters. You can't open up strong and then finish strong. You have There's also a big, fat middle of the game. That's that's what – and too many threes. And to a point yeah. now where I know you and I were talking about this a few weeks ago on your wish list of things you'd like to see the Celtics go after before the trade deadline in early February. Well, I think I, you said big, and I was more towards like – uh, a big, uh, a good sized wing that could shoot a three. I, I, I'm going to double down on that now because I need somebody that can step in and provide some offense when these guys decide to go to sleep on both sides of the ball. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, Hauser's that guy. Some nights, you know, the guy that you're talking about. Some, they, uh, some nights, yeah. I mean, he, what do you have? Three threes, I think, last night. But yeah, I, I get your overall point. All right, you can get in here on the Celtics six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Also, what is going on with the Patriots' offensive coordinator search? As uh, they interviewed a lot of people, about half of those guys have taken jobs. So, what is left for the Patriots to choose from? Uh, it's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on a Wednesday night. Right now, it's time for Stiz with what's trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up with some quick headlines. The Celtics beat the Pacers at home last night, 129-124. to With last night's win, the Celtics clinched the season series with the Pacers 3-2. Jason Tatum had 30 points, Jalen Brown 25, Derek White put up 24. It was the third time this season the Celtics starting five each had 17 or more points. Tatum had two big blocks in the final 30 seconds of the game, which helped Boston hold off Indiana. Also shot out friend of the show Bears, who hit big on a three-legged parlay. The Celtics' homestand will continue tomorrow night when Keith's favorite player, LeBron James, and the Lakers come to town tip-off at 7.30. The Bruins have the week off. They'll return to the ice next Tuesday night when they'll host Calgary. Puck drops at 7 p.m. from Causeway Street. Patriots are hiring Rams assistant special teams coach Jeremy Springer as their new special teams coordinator. Springer, originally from Texas, spent eight years coaching in college and has spent the last two seasons with the Rams. And some Red Sox news. Team announced earlier today that they've claimed infielder, outfielder Romy Gonzalez off waivers from the Chicago White Sox. In order to open a spot on the 40-man roster, Boston designated right-hander Zach Weiss for assignment. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Key shows coming right up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEI is a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy WEEI, taking up until 10 o'clock tonight, a full tank program. You can join us anytime, 617 779 7937. We opened up talking about the Celtics. Want to get to the 
Offensive coordinator search that continues for the New England Patriots. But first, let's go to the phones right now. We got Kyle in Lowell on the Celtics. What do you got, Kyle? Kyle? Uh, a few things about the Celtics. Um, first, I mean, I hate to, I love you guys, but the halftime speech is, is kind of a moronic take. I mean, especially in the NBA. What do you think? You think the NBA coaches are having, like, Jimmy V halftime speeches at halftime? They probably don't say anything to these guys. They're grown men. Well, they no, should do Kyle, something different then. Whatever it is, they should do no, something different. Kyle, real quick, I just want Kyle. Let me just address that point before you you continue. And no, no, no one's going to cut you off. All I'm saying is whatever's going on at halftime. Yes, they are grown men. They shouldn't need a rah rah sis boom ba speech. But whatever's going on at halftime, something's not clicking because consistently the Celtics have lost more third quarters this season than they have won. I I agree with you, but I, where I get a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth is. Everything is just thrown on Missoula when the issues are in Missoula. I mean, the issue is that this team is not going to win with a, with a makeshift point guard. And I hate to say it, but Derek White is not a real point guard. And if you think that he's going to be able to win you four seven-game series as your, as your starting point guard, we're in for a long, we're, we're in for a rude awakening. Because it's the same thing we dealt with with Marcus Smart, trying to makeshift a combo guard into a real point guard. Yeah, what about That's Drew Holiday? What about, I mean, the, the combination of the two of those guys? Drew Holiday, you know when we should have got Drew Holiday? You remember when we went and signed Kemba Walker instead of Drew Holiday or Malcolm Brockton about six years ago? That's when Drew Holiday was in his prime. Now he's too old and he's too slow. We don't have a real point guard to be able to control pace. And that's what happens, not just offensively, but defensively. We don't have anybody be able to pressure. Are you, a, Kyle, other elite Kyle what are you talking about? They don't have anybody defensively. Drew Holiday and Derek White are two of the best defensive guards in the league. Who are you going to get better than those two guys? They are, they are good combo guards. They are not good at guarding point guards. They can't, what, guard, point, they can't guard point guards? What are you talking about? Drew Holiday exactly guards everybody. They are, both, they are both very slow on-ball defenders. They both are. So Jalen Brown is the fastest player on the court. Okay. Jalen Brown is the fastest player on the Celtics, and he, we barely even get to use. So what's your point? So so what's your point? Who do you want? I don't really get it. So you want to get rid of Holiday what and White and bring in somebody faster? Like I don't. No, I don't want to get. I don't want to get rid of Holiday right. or White. But what we needed to do in the offseason, everybody talks about get a big, get a big, get a big. How do we look when Porzingis didn't play and Al stepped in? Same. We look the same. What we need is oh, a real backup point guard. We we can go with we can go with Derek White. But we need a real backup point guard, a quick, small guy, uh, Monte Morris, Pat, uh, Pat Beverly. Those guys are out there. Maybe instead of signing Pritchard for thirty million, go spend a, go spend two three million on Pat Beverly, I so we can actually win a championship. I don't need Pat Beverly, Kyle. Thanks for the thanks for the phone call. Like a worse Marcus Smart. I don't need Pat Beverly. I, listen, I appreciate the uh, the other side of it. There, mm-hmm. it's the first time I've heard of uh, Drew Holiday and Derek White not being uh, good enough. It's going to come down to Tatum and Brown, by the way. Tatum, Brown, Porzingis. You're going to win or lose based on those three guys. I don't think it's going to be because they don't have like a great point. Like, who's he talking about? Who does he? Who does he want? Like, who's- I, I see. I kind of get. I see. I get what Kyle's saying. I don't agree with a hundred percent of it, but like the the sentiment feel the sentiment feels right. Uh, look, Drew Holiday still an elite defender. App, by yeah. all accounts, yeah. all stretches, absolutely be- a, be- a better defender than has been on the Celtics in the point in a long time. I think what Kyle is saying uh, is that perhaps maybe a little bit of a, a younger, quicker point guard the team could benefit from. Um, and as far you know, Derek White, you'll never hear me besmirch that man at all. I mean, he could wear his uni- uniform backwards, score baskets for the other mm-hmm. team. Um, you know, and pulling Udoka late at night. I don't care. The guy I just, is. I mean, I feel like the every guy's year, awesome, but people have wanted like a different 
backcourt. I feel like this backcourt's pretty good. Like I'll, I'll take I, my so chances. The best, I, the best I've seen in a while. I mean, yeah. I guess maybe some. Like I don't dislike the. I have for a while kind of wanted either. You know, we've coveted somebody like a PJ Brown who is just an absolute enforcer. Uh, he was like beef that stew. last little you need, something. You need beef stew. Isaiah Stewart, get him in here. Yeah, okay. That'd be great. And, and also, if we don't get a yeah. scoring wing, let's get in the beef stew. Like, P.J. Brown was that last component that team needed to become almost bulletproof, to become thoroughly invincible, to add that last layer of toughness, low post presence. Um, and he was uh, a, such a great add for them. And I love I how Patrick Beverly is the guy that's going to get them to the finals. Has Patrick Beverly ever played in the finals? Like, I don't associate no. Patrick Beverly with, like, Winning titles and being the guy that's enamored. Drew Holiday won a title. Drew Holiday is the guy that really was the missing piece. And I agree with the caller. Drew Holiday, not as good today as he was three or four years ago. But also, he's had to sacrifice a lot more. When he was in Milwaukee, he was the number three option. And then, you know, at times when Middleton was fighting injury, he was the number two option offensively. Now he knows. That ain't his look. Now he knows he's the fourth or fifth guy. No, but he. But my point is he could score yeah. 20 a game. If mm-hmm. you put him on some other team, like that's what drove me nuts when, when Terry Rozier got traded to Miami and we got calls being like, oh, that's a 20-point-per-game score. It's like, yeah, every team in the league scores a buck 20. So if you're on a bad team and you start, you probably should score 20 points a game or pretty close to it. So Drew Holiday could score more points on, on other teams. Mm-hmm. He's given up more shots than any of the other guys are, and I think it's because – he is the right fit for this team. He's going he's gonna to care more about the defensive end than the offensive end. But occasionally, if you need him to, I think he could still uh, score a little bit. I'd much rather have him than a whole bunch of other guys, whether it be Marcus Smart or Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker or Malcolm Brogdon or Patrick Beverly, of all people. Uh, yeah, I think it's not, maybe it's not Pat Beverly that he wants. It's a Pat Beverly type. You had uh, Marcus Smart, and it, that was it. Like, I think they, they're better off. Without smart. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right, let's go to uh, Matt in Framingham on the seas. What do you got, Matt? Hi, Rich. Hi, Fitzy. Hi, Hello. So Hi Matt. My, so, so I had an epiphany watching the Celtics last night oh. and watched their 20-point lead shrink to basically single digits as quickly as I went to get a, a cold beverage in the fridge. Sure did. And I'm like thinking to myself, is Tatum and Brown thinking about going to the All-Star game again? How many times do we really need to go through this garbage where it's just before the All-Star break and Tatum and Brown all of a sudden are thinking to themselves, hey, what are we going to do with the All-Star break again? We're going to go hang out with you-know-who again? It's like I just I have a hard time believing how anybody out there thinks that also, oh, all of a sudden, we're going to get a Patrick Beverly, everything's fixed. <laughs> I got news for everybody. Yeah. Tatum and Brown will ultimately either sink or keep the ship afloat when it matters. So forget about your stupid Patrick Beverly crap and all that stuff. It's Tatum and Brown and nothing else that decides whether or not the parade's going to come down Kenmore when it matters. I agree with you, Matt. It's, uh, those guys, I'd even throw in Porzingis because I think that's maybe what separates you a little bit from – you know, Giannis and Lillard, they're saying the same thing mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. You know, Giannis and Lillard are really going to be the ones that, that win or lose it. There's going to be guys that make shots, right? There's going to be the Steve Kerr or, like, the Ray Allen with the heat or the, you know, there's going to be other guys that hit really big shots. It might even be Derek White. It might be Drew Holiday. But for the most part, it's going to be Brown and Tatum. You know, you look at the last couple of series 
that they lost, whether it was conference finals or the actual NBA finals, you didn't get seven good games or six good games or five good games out of Tatum and Brown. Like they, those guys had more bad games than they had good games, and then you lost. So you could have Derek White, Drew Holiday, Al Horford could play out of their mind. But if Tatum and Brown struggle, like you're, you're in trouble. You might be able to get by the first round, you know, without those guys kicking ass. But the rest of the time, you're going you're gonna to need them there. Yeah, and again, when you get to the postseason, you're not going to be resting Al Horford on back-to-backs because there is no back-to-back. So right. you're going to be getting, so long as he's healthy and still has gas left in the tank, we saw yeah. how he petered out by the time they even just got to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. He was airballing shots. He was so tired. So you'll, yeah. ha- you'll have that to add to your low post presence as well. Um, hopefully you catch some opponent early so you don't end up going six or seven games in the first round before you get to the conference semifinals as well. I, I, I know you're right, Rich. It's all going to depend on Tatum and Brown. If and then and then ultimately Porzingis, who's mm. just so freaking great. They're such a different team when he's on there. Like, yeah, that's they a, are the what thing. Brad Stevens always wanted them to be. It's just, yeah, you got to make sure you get four. Like, if if Brown and Tatum are going to play thirty six to forty two minutes, they have to play all thirty six to forty two minutes as well. Yeah, not to pick on the first caller again, but one of the other things he said was. When Porzingis is out and Horford starts, there's no difference. I think there's a huge difference. Now, I don't know what the wins and losses are without Porzingis, but I feel like you do notice not having Porzingis. Like, that is a that is a big difference to me, and that is why I feel even better about this team than last year's team. And last year's team, I thought, should have won it. Certainly should have gotten at least another round than they did. And uh, Porzingis, better than I even expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my main concern with him when they acquired him was the injury history, but even still, I was like, he's good, but is he, is he this good? He's pretty damn good. And maybe I think he also found the perfect role for himself. Like he's not the best player on a great team. He might not even be the second best player on a great team, but if he's like two a or whatever it is, like he and Jalen Brown are kind of back and forth, depending on the night. Like, I think that is the perfect spot for him. Uh, Celtics taking on the Lakers tomorrow, by the way, who, uh, they're a mess. Which is great. Yeah, what is good? What I mean, <laughs> which is great. I mean, if you could it, jump in a basketball time machine and go back to the in season tournament and tell LeBron before the, the yeah. finals, uh, hey, dude, just so you know, you're gonna get this like cute little trophy or like the you'll get like a, a banner, t shirt, a banner. Are you, you're gonna get a little banner? But guess what? Banner. Y'all are gonna suck. I, I'm telling you, my Keith Spiracy was he knew he saw the writing on the wall. He knew that team had zero chance at winning a real title, so he's like, "Let's just go all out for this." And he, so we get something. He played his ass off for it. I think the league was happy because they're like, "See, if LeBron cares about this, then everyone's going to care about this." Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're a mess. It was hilarious the other night when Dylan Brooks hit him and he went down like he was dead. And you're like, "Just get up, get up, <laughs> LeBron. You're fine. They called the foul. You're good." Uh, <sighs> Yeah, but so they've had uh they they take on the uh the seas tomorrow the the Lakers do they're a game under five hundred as it stands right now. It's mind blowing to me. And How are they under five hundred? Trade deadlines a week from tomorrow. Yep. Any chance on God's green earth that the Lakers trade LeBron to the Celtics to the Boston Celtics? No, but like it's obviously up to LeBron. Like LeBron runs the team. Like he basically acquired the team there. He he brought himself there years ago. And then has made all the moves since. Free agent at the end of the season. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that's right. Yeah, because he just signed like a two-year deal a year ago, I think it was. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, 
under normal circumstances, if he was just a really good player on a team that is sputtering, currently the ninth seed, and they're only a half game up on being out of the playoffs altogether, right? right? They're a half game up on Houston, who is currently the eleven. And that's just the play-in anyway. I mean, you could get in and lose one game, and then you're you're home. Yep. So I think under normal circumstances, a team like that would probably say, hey, what can we get for this guy? Because talk about changing the landscape of the league. I don't think it happens, but I think it's at least worth bringing up because they're so, they got to be so much worse than they thought they were going to be. The Western, yeah, Com- the Western Conference that. has a few teams. Everybody assumed Denver was going to be there and the Clippers were going to be there. But Minnesota and Oklahoma City are so much better than anticipated. You still have teams like Phoenix and Sacramento, and then Luka and the Mavericks are all better than the Lakers and much mm-hmm. better than the Lakers. They probably yeah, they should are. They probably should trade them. And if they do, I, th- I mean, that would just be okay, chaos. Where? All right. But let's, for fine. the fun of you, it. Let's play radio. For let's the first, giggles? Just for uh, S's and G's. I got where? one for you. The New okay. York Knicks. Oh, my God, please. That would be so awesome. The New York Knicks, it'd be terrifying as much as I can't yeah. stand LeBron. He still has something left in the tank. I don't know how he does it at 38 oh or whatever. The The Knicks have just won eight in a row, and they're currently Google's the New York three Knicks seed. roster. Well, I mean, they're getting – I mean, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle have been uh, awesome, so I don't think they'd want to move on for those guys because those are sort of like long-term pieces. But anybody else – on the roster combined with like as many first round picks as you can give up. It would make sense for both parties. The question like, is, do does LeBron want to pack his stuff? And I think he loves being in LA. His kid plays at Southern Cal. Like, I really don't think he's going anywhere, but I don't know. for the sake of argument, doesn't he want to get in the playoffs again or, or be on a contender again? Okay. So let's see. What could they possibly give up that would entice the Lakers to move on from LeBron? I mean, are, the Lakers are probably going to try to put on a sell like I, they have no picks left to deal. Like they have, they have just they have the emptied the cupboard. No, the Lakers. I don't believe. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, probably I think, not. Yeah. I think the Lakers have emptied all of the twenty twenties decade picks, assets, and whatever they can possibly move around. Mm-hmm. What are they going to be at best? Maybe a seven seed if they catch fire in the second half of the season. Uh, a play in team. Yeah, I mean something like that. Only just to get absolutely throttled by. Denver or even like let's say the Suns if the Suns get, have their full game on like but I know and I just did a quick thing on the old trade machine and you can and I don't know what the Lakers would would ask for I think it would be mostly like a pick like you see like when James Harden and some of these other guys have been traded recently mm-hmm. it's not like star player for star player a lot of times no, there's no. so like a million picks involved and they have enough big contracts or you know enough double digit millions contracts to keep Randall and Brunson and bring in LeBron. So I don't know. This isn't come it, up from anywhere. This is literally just us speculating on it. Yeah, but I feel like fun. why not? I mean, it's I mean, look, he's going to end up living in L.A. He's yeah. a media magnate at this point on top of like being so in love with his celebrity and whatever goes into all that nonsense as well. And maybe he wants to play one more year if his son actually can play. I don't know. I don't know if he wants to stick around the league long enough I to think try he, to play with this kid. That was sort of the rumor, wasn't it? That he was, it was he a wanted, pipe dream. Yeah. yeah. And but so I, I don't know if kid, it's going to be think, a reality between both of their healths. I think he might be healthy enough now, right? Because there was a clip of LeBron watching his kid play. Yes. but Yes, that was very unfortunate, but I think he's doing well. Now. Yeah. So LeBron has a player option for next year, so he could just opt out. He has a player option for $51 million if he just wants to stick around. Or he could change. I mean, who knows? Didn't he? Or, like He's broken all kinds of records. He's still playing well, though. 
And so he's still, he's still one of the twenty best players in the NBA. It's crazy. It's kind of crazy. LeBron to the Knicks. I yes. Mean, why would you want to do something that would like if somebody approached him and said, "Look, Bron, I know your kids here. You're comfortable. It'd be like it's a big. This would rattle the cage in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. However, you're already going to go down as one of the top ten NBA players of all time in, yeah. in the eyes of many, top five. But do you really want to take a stab? You want to you want to take a shot at cementing your legacy? You could go top two, top three all time. If you get the Knicks to go back to the NBA, if you get them out of the conference, knock off the Bucks, knock off the Celtics, and you lead New York. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, like, you can't get bigger than that. No, I know how much you love LeBron James. Yeah, yeah, he's my favorite. But uh, that would be something else. As much as I don't give him credit for the the Disney Mickey Mouse title, it still, you know, technically counts. If he wins with, like, he's already, he won in Cleveland, he won in L.A., and he won in Miami. So if he went to New York and won, that's four places that he won a title. And look, we're not here, audience, saying right now, like, oh, I heard Keith and Fitzy were saying. I'm just saying, why not? LeBron, yeah, LeBron uh, the, needs uh, to validate his legacy. <laughs> I guess it's the who says no, right? It's the, it's the classic who says classic. no. Brad Foe's who says no. Who says no? Knicks, Lakers, or LeBron? Like, who would say no in that scenario? Oh, the Knicks would absolutely go for it. The Knicks should. The Lakers should because they got to recoup some of it. They got nothing. They, they got have nothing. Nothing after this season. Maybe right. LeBron next year as well. But kind of classic LeBron. I feel like when he's left uh, other franchises in the past, Who? he's kind of left them dead and buried with bad contracts. I mean, you're not going to trade Julius Randle. What the hell? What no. So you keep Randle. You keep Brunson. Those guys okay. have been awesome. And then you a- basically say pick whoever else you want, and here are all the picks that we can give you. And then mm-hmm. you do that. He's essentially a rental. So it's not like as good as he is. It's not like they can command everybody <clears throat> be like hey we, we need brunson and randall's like they're not gonna do that plus it wouldn't make sense for the knicks to do it damn wow rich that's wild well, I, just, I think i just blew everybody's mind his mind has been blown uh let's try to win some more money we want a pile of cash for our guy bears last night nice. credit the bears he was the one that decided to take the kind of extreme picks put him also, on parlay cadlick cadlick crushed big it swing big hit by what was cadlick's bet last night? so cadlick came in here and he was like well he's like i have a long shot but I'm also, he's like, because we're just keeping track of record, we're not keeping track of, like, units won. Mm-hmm. He's like, my long shot would have been Chris Stapp's Porzingis first bucket. But the one I'm going to go with is Jason Tatum over 28 and a half. So I was like, all right, very good. And then my pick was Aaron Neesmith over 12 and a half. Mm. And then so our guy Bears took those three, parlayed them, $25, and he won 650 and a boy Bears. Oh, yeah. So we'll try to do something else. We'll try to uh, make some uh, some more money with the bet du jour. Coming up next, it's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy on WEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEI. And check out WEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. Back here on the Rich Keep Show, WEEI. It's a full tang Fitzy Wednesday. You can join us at any time throughout the evening at 617-779-7937. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keep Show. If you miss any of the program, check out the podcast, the Rich Keep Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And you can also watch the show on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI. And Fitzy, let's say hello 
to Mitch, who's running our Twitch. Very easy to remember. Mitch running the Twitch. You're kidding. We got a new Twitch, Twitch guy Twitch. tonight. Yeah, Mitch Twitch. So everybody Mitchy in the Twitch Twitchy, guy, say baby. what's up to Mitch. I like that. You go to Mitch.tv slash Boston W-E-E-I. <laughs> there you go. It'll Mitch be right there. better have my money. Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> he sure does. Speaking of money, let's try to win some. Bet du jour time. That's the new name of the bet segment. Mitch better have my money. <laughs> Mitch, please. Mitch, please. Oh. And he's over here acting a Mitch. He sure is. All right, let's try to find some winners on the old uh, slate tonight. We got NBA games. We got NHL games. Uh, to update the 2024 records, uh, I'm believe it or not, it sounds made up. I'm 14 and four. Kids hot. I can't lose these freaking over unders. I've just been picking yeah. overs like crazy. It's it, it it's the smart way to start. Yeah. Like, you know, even when you try to do certain things, like you know, in the NFL season, like just placing really boring money line bets just to start making a little yep. money all the way, like. Every now and again, one team is going to fall flat in their yep. face or mail one in and screw a good money line parlay on you. No doubt. But if you are if you follow the money and you look at where the numbers are at, I know. These, these little over-unders are great. Rich, you're getting to a point now where you probably should have somebody else cite your record because it'll almost either sound like you're boasting. Yeah, no, I know. Or you're going to jinx yourself. Then people are going to start rooting against you. Because you're right. There's definitely that. I think there's going to be a little bit of that anyway, right? Jealousy. There's going to be some of that. Oh. But also because I don't, I don't do a good enough job updating the records. Like, we do this every single night. We have mm-hmm. my record, Stiz, Hart, Fitzy, Cadillac jumped on last night. So I keep track of everybody's record. And if we're making these bets, people driving around, maybe they're tuning in for the first time. They're like, well, why am I listening to this guy? Like, what, what is your record? Well, 14 and 4. And... It's kind of a blessing and a curse. And also, like me talking about it, I do feel a little bit like the uh, banker in Monopoly because people are like, well, you're also keeping track of the numbers. It's like, true, but you can go through 645 every single night. We give out picks. So mm-hmm. I'm not lying about it. Last night I had Aaron Neesmith over 12 and a half. He had, I think, 15 at the half. So we cashed that bad oh, boy. What's better than cashing in at the half? Oh, it was incredible. Oh, what a feeling. Oh, what a feeling. Like like owning a new yep. Toyota. Have not had that feeling betting uh, the football games because what I do, like a moron, is I'm like, well, I'm going to do a third leg in the parlay. Don't do the third leg. Just do no. the bets that you feel the best about. Don't throw one in last minute. I've done that three weeks in a row, and I've lost three weeks in a row. Oh, but, you know, I can, t- I can take plus 371 <laughs> all the way up to plus 793 if I had the – well, don't. Stop it. I need to stop it. And so I need to have I need to come up with a better game plan for the Super Bowl. We have a week and a half to figure that out. Well, luckily, Rich yeah. on Super Bowl, excuse me, <clears throat> big game morning. Hell yeah! Uh, from eight a to eleven a, you're going to be talking to Hart, oh, Shine, Fitzy, and Keith. The yep. big game brunch. Big game brunch. You guys hear that? I, yeah, we haven't even talked about that. Big game brunch. The BGB. Uh, Big game brunch. That was my favorite Roald Dahl novel, the BGB. (laughs) Uh, And I'm going to tell you, this studio is going to smell like coffee breath, BO, and farts like it nobody's And donuts, though. Also a little whiff of donuts. donuts. Yeah, there's going to be donuts, coffee. We got to get our little text thread going to, like, sort out the menu because, obviously, we're all going to want to just, you know, bring in a rack of Gansets and some Bloody Marys (laughs) and just get hammered. I can't wait. I forgot about that. So that's that's going to be good. So we'll be able to actually – uh, you know, with Shime there, since he loves him a good prop, and I know next week it's going to be a veritable prop of Palooza we'll here on the prop Rich it up. show. Oh, we're going to prop it up like we crazy. Are, we should all cash. We should all be able to cash in. Yes. Yes, I agree. We should be cashing tickets. Okay. I, I, I like that. So now what I'm trying to do this week is sort of build up what I got in the old, uh, the old tank 
for the Super Bowl this week and next week, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So I'll start because I am uh, hot as a pistol. I'm going to go in the Orlando Magic game, Paulo Bancaro, last year's mm-hmm. number one overall pick, uh, taking on this year's number one overall pick, Victor Wembayama. I'll take Bancaro, who's been uh, hot as of late, over 24.5 points. The reasoning, Spurs are terrible, but also I wonder if he's like, hey, this Wembayama guy gets a lot of attention. People are super excited about him, lest we not forget who the last rookie of the year was and uh, a guy who deserves more attention. He's been great for Orlando, who started real hot. They've come back down to earth. They're right around 500. But either way, 24 and a half points. I will take the over on Bancaro. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Absolutely. It's one of the sort of nights where someone shows up like, hey, by the way, kid. uh, Right. I got you. Let me show you how it's Uh done. Uh, on that on that note, actually, I am also going to go with a player propositional this evening. Okay. There's a certain someone who is visiting a place he was very familiar with and called his stomping grounds for about a decade or so. The Milwaukee Bucks travel all the way out to, I believe it used to be called the Rose Garden. I have no idea what they call it now. Oh, good question. It is yeah, actually it's been rebranded in a corporate Moda capacity. Center. Sure. M O D A Center. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Portland. Portland, uh, Oregon. And the Milwaukee Bucks, Dame Lillard is mm-hmm. going to be in Portland tonight, and I can't believe they, they must know something or they must want to tempt us. Maybe they're thinking he'll be too emotional to be able to uh, bank his shots tonight. But I'm going to go with Dame over 25.5 points in an emotional return to the place he called home. For yeah, time. I don't know what the number would be for me to not take the over. If it was 34 and a half, I think I might take the over. Probably like, take the, probably, <laughs> probably still go over. I think I mean, he's got crazy. Why wouldn't he? And it's yeah. not like he wants to show the organization up because they showed him no. nothing but love. And then when he was ready to move, they moved him. But I just think he's going to put on a show for his fans because yeah. they probably are all going to be rooting for him to kick his team's ass tonight. I would, yeah, I think his he's going to light it up. All right, Stiz, where are you at, Stiz? Oh, Fitzy's 3-4 and four thus far in the, uh, the bet du jour, although he's killing it in the uh, NFL games, which we've done separate, the wild card games. 9-3 uh, and three in the uh, playoff games. Stiz is 4-13-1. and one. But again, some big swings in there, Stiz. Right? Some big, you, some big hacks. Yeah, that's right. But I think tonight, though, a winner. What do yeah, you have? I think so too. I think I'm. I think I'm going to play it kind of safe. Denver Nuggets. They're in Oklahoma tonight, taking on the Thunder. They're favored by five and a half. I'm going to take Nuggets in the points. All right, Denver minus five and a half. All right, very very good. There are our uh, picks. Do with those what you uh, choose. You can uh, give us a buzz here at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. At Rich Keefe Show. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday, so let's kick around a few questions coming up next here on WEEI.